Welcome to Say Yes and Become. I'm your host, Leonard Lee, and I want to invite you to get ready to say yes. One of the most exciting and life-shaping words people say today is yes. And when we say yes to God, we become exactly who we were made to be. God is always inviting us to be his friend and to be his partner. It is an invitation to get close to him and then join him in what he wants done. Saying yes to friendship and saying yes to partnership changes everything. We're going to meet people whose yes to God has shaped their very lives and the lives of so many others. We will be encouraged, inspired, and we're going to find new ways to say yes to a friendship and partnership with God. So grab your coffee, get yourself to the gym, get ready for that bike ride, or do whatever you do when you take in a podcast and join us today as we say yes and become. Welcome to Say Yes to Become. I'm your host, Leonard Lee, and I have a really special guest uh, today. This person has known me longer than any other guest that we've ever had. Uh, we have, uh, we have uh, known each other since fifth grade. That is at least 10 years. And so uh, I'm just grateful. Uh, Christy Hughesby used to be Christy Brown, but Christy Hughesby is... Uh, is a pretty remarkable woman of God and a great friend. And uh, I have nothing but respect for the work she does and the person that she is. Uh, Christy, welcome to Say Yes and Become. Wow, Leonard, you're so generous. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I am so happy to be here too and uh, looking forward to having a great conversation with you today. Oh, yeah. it's going to be fun. Would you do me a favor and would you introduce yourself to the people listening? Sure. Yeah, I uh, have been married to my husband for about 37 years. We just celebrated our anniversary. And you gave away my 10-year lie that it's been... Oh, oops. Oh, man. It's okay. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we have four grown boys and uh, we're so it's so fun to see them turn into men and our last one just got engaged and so we're excited for the family and now uh, my family we have as many girls as we have boys in the family so woohoo for that oh <laughs> uh, you've been so outnumbered for so long yes i love sitting around the table and seeing all those women it's just great <laughs> um and then i uh, about five years ago uh took position with Reach Global, EFCA International, well, EFCA churches, um, their international arm of their ministry, and um, have been traveling around the world, ministering specifically to women um, and training and discipling and mentoring uh, women all over the world. And it's been an amazing journey. Mm. Amazing. I love that. Um, I'm going to ask you a question that is not even on your list because you triggered it in my head. Uh, you said that you do a lot of ministry to women around the world. Can you give us a couple needs that you go, this is a, this is a big need for women around the world. And then uh, if you're hearing this, uh, would you just pause and pray for women around the world? I would say one of the biggest needs is that so many women around the world are abused and and unseen. Um, they have very little rights and are not loved and cherished. And so there's a lot of brokenness and hurt. And 
I love that I can just go there and love on them and minister to them um, and see them and and bring the love of Jesus to them. Uh, that's just been a really powerful part of my ministry is just the presence, the ministry of presence. Mm. You know, um, again, I'm, I told you I'd diverge if I had a, had a wild hair and you probably knew that was just an announcement. Um, uh, when you talk about, uh, women being hurt and abused, unseen, uh, you used, uh, uh, not, not loved and cherished, um, what are the barriers to that you go? I have to break through that to, to bring a God who does all those things. Mm. Um, what are the barriers that you have to break through? I think a lot of it is the lies of the culture. Mm. Um, there's so many lies that permeate the culture. I am, I'm going just in a, a few days to do training with Maasai women hmm. and uh, Maasai women are very trapped in the lies of their culture. Um, they, they don't have value. They are multiple, their, their wives uh, uh, with, you know, multiple wives with one husband. Hmm. And, and so, and then they're just, the the cultural beliefs that they have um have just it's it's just such a violent society and uh they're just broken and mm -hmm. and they don't even know that there's another way to live they don't know that there is another way to that there's somebody that that has loves them and values them and, and um they just know just a lot of abuse and brokenness and um, it's just heartbreaking. And so I'm excited to go and, and help um, dispel the lies and bring the truth. Wow. I love that. I think, um, you know, as I listen to you talk, uh, uh, two thoughts run through my head. One is uh, I was in East Africa. Um, uh, Christy and I get to share a very similar uh, mission in our work. We get to travel and train people in other countries. Um, uh, I was in uh, East Africa, and I won't tell you the country. Uh, you might recognize it anyway, but they were talking about uh, hitting their wives and beating their wives. And uh, when I when I brought it up, they said, well, that's just a part of our culture. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was with some very godly Christian leaders at the time, and I said, uh, do not use your culture as an excuse to violate the dignity that the God-given dignity of others and uh, especially of women. And uh, they said, why? And I said, well, because, because when God saw that man was incomplete alone, he created a partner to come alongside of him. And uh, it was uh, stewardship of the biblical plan of God is mm -hmm the love and care of, of, of women. Uh, and so you live in that fully. And uh, I thank you for that. And you model that we've traveled to a few countries together and, uh, uh and, um, I see you model that incredibly well, uh, with your team as well. So our podcast is say yes and become, and the whole idea behind it is that whatever we say yes to is the transformative piece in our life. And, uh, you know, if that is a, a bad habit, we become 
it shapes our character. If it's a good habit, it shapes our character. God says, would you come be close to me, abide in me, be my friend, love God. And then would you join me in what I'm doing, uh, bear fruit, uh, love others. And uh, you model that, Christy. And so when I was putting my list of people together uh, who I wanted to interview and say yes to become, you were on that list because you do that so well. Um, And also because uh, um, I want people to know your story. I want people to be able to to see that uh, there is a significant work of God happening in the lives of, of people. Uh, because when you serve women, you don't just serve women, you serve families, mm-hmm. you serve communities, you serve marriages, you serve men. And yeah. so your ministry is not just to women in a, in, a, in a small sense, but it is actually to the whole family, to a nation. And so uh, I'm just very grateful that you said yes uh, to that, to God in doing that. So let me let me just back up. We've known each other since uh, fifth grade um, when we went to a little Christian school in Sacramento, California, uh, together. And uh, I probably tied your dress to a chair once or twice. I don't know. Um, I did that. I did that a, a time or ten, um, and uh, I was a little bit of a goofball. <laughs> Still am a little bit, but um, can you point to some significant yeses? that you said in your life, God, I'm saying yes to you in these things and how that has impacted your life. So it's kind of a two-layered question. Can you give me a couple of those? Yeah, uh, I think of one of the first ones I had was before I met you, I was, I was about nine years old and I was my, I had a huge upheaval in my life. My family moved from Alaska to California and I didn't want to be there. And I was really angry and I uh, rebelled as a nine-year-old and did everything behind my parents' back that I knew they wouldn't want. Um, and God brought conviction on my life and said, you know what, if you're going to follow me, you, you can't live like this. Mm. And, and I feel like that was one of the first uh, question, you know, first time that God asked me, uh, will you say yes and make me Lord of your life? Mm. Will you put me first? Will you be my friend? Um, because I realized that I was not treating him like a friend. I was, I was thankful that he had provided a way for me not to go to hell, but I didn't want him to be Lord of my life. And so it was that first moment where I, that first yes, where I said, okay, God, I want you uh, first in my life. I want to say yes to that. So I think of that as an, a really formative time in my life uh, that turned the whole course, I think, of my life. Even as a nine-year-old, um, that was a big, a big step. Yeah. Wow. You, you, you point out something I think really important is that um, God speaks to us when we're young. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he cares about our childhoods and he, and, and that is just uh, amazing. Uh, an amazing uh, uh, thing about God is that he knows how to speak nine-year-old and 59-year-old. Not that I'm telling you, uh, that's how old I am. I'm saying nothing about Christy. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and so he just knows how to say those things to us where we need to hear them. Um, any other yeses that you said along oh, yeah. the way? 
yeah. Give us a, give us another one. <laughs> I love them. <laughs> um, well, another yes that I said that really uh, you were a part of, um, but uh, yeah, I was I was working as a, a full time women's ministry director at our church here in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and I um, began to feel God stir in my heart a desire to do mission work. And uh, I didn't know what that looked like. And I was really, I was afraid. Um, but in, in, I had chosen in January, 2016 to say, to say, God, I dare to go. I dare to be, I dare to say, I dare to do. It was like, I'm saying, yes, I'm saying yes to whatever it is. And I am going to choose to not be afraid. Say I'm those, gonna, say those dares again. They're, they're actually very powerful. I dare to be, I dare to go, I dare to do, and I dare to say whatever you want me to say. And I had a moment of panic when I said that, like, I thought, what is God going to ask me to do? Um, I was, I literally, literally just felt this like terror fill my heart and my body. But then you know, God has been so faithful all along that there was after that was just this rush of excitement and joy. And like, what is God going to ask me to do? Like an excitement and expectation. And so I, I just began to pray that prayer every single day. I didn't know what God had in store for me, but I knew that I needed to dare. And I knew that if I did, if I said yes to every dare he gave me, that I my life was going to be different in 2017. And my first dare came by way of you, Leonard, <laughs> <laughs> and a Facebook message when you asked me if I would be willing to go to... Southeast Asia to, to do train women. And, um, that was the beginning that just, I said, yes. In fact, I took a picture of our, you know, you asked that question and I responded with capital yes. And a whole bunch of exclamation points. Yeah. I took a picture of that. I, I totally remember that. I didn't ask anything about when we were going or how much it was going to cost or anything. I just knew God had said, here it is. Are you going to yeah. do it? And I had to say yes. And mm. I, I, <laughs> no regrets and just such an amazing thing that God used in my life to just um, put me on a road and a path of where I'm at now, which I really feel this is who God created me to be. Yeah. And I'm so thankful, so grateful that I said yes and didn't let the fear keep me yeah. because I had a good job. I was being, it was fulfilling. It wasn't like, you know, I was flipping burgers somewhere. I mean, I was doing a job that was making a difference, but God was calling me into something else. And it was terrifying, but it was also amazing. And yeah. I'm so glad I said yes. Well, and that's the dare to be part. It's, uh, you know, God was using who you were at a church to create who you are as you serve multiple churches and multiple people. Uh, it's all a part of the training process. And, uh, you know, as a, as a, uh, I remember that conversation 
and uh, we connected through Facebook after many, many years. And so uh, I have a great value for those connections. And um, we just shared a little bit of stories and conversations about ministry and, and transitions and how God uh, sometimes puts uh, sand in our shoes, so to speak, to make us willing to say, okay, I got to step out of these shoes and into another pair. Um, and you've done that. And I remember that trip uh, to Southeast Asia and how much fun we had uh, and how, how humbled I was that God took two people who uh, got to, who got to sit in class and science and math. And I failed all those classes uh, who got to do that together. And now on the other side of the world, uh, we're talking about the Jesus we were learning about. And, uh, and I love the fact that uh, you and my wife, Marilee, and our friend, Tricia, just as you came together, uh, there was just a synergy and a connection uh, that made all of you better. Um, you all had a place where you fit together. And so that was uh, actually very special uh, for, uh, for me and my heart. Um, uh, and, what, and just as a place for you, uh, watching you go. And uh, I've been able to sit back on the sideline and go, man, look at her go, look at her go. So I'm very grateful. I remember so vividly the conversation that we had, uh, we had finished doing the training. We were sitting there kind of the last evening, getting ready to like, kind of think about going back home and everything. And I, I remember it so vividly because I'm going to cry. That's okay. Um, we were, I realized the impact that we were making with just these 60 women that for them to tell two other people and them to tell two other people, just the, the multiplication was so powerful. I could see it right there. And I remember turning to you and saying, I will go anywhere. I will do anything I will, whatever it takes, whatever the cost to do this for the rest of my life, yeah. because it was just an amazing experience to see the work of God um, and what he can do with just someone who says yes, like yeah. just that. Yeah. It's powerful, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. I love that. Uh, Christy, thank you um, for that honest part of uh, your story, because uh, there's people listening right now who are going, well, I'm not qualified. Uh, I'm afraid to say yes. Uh, people who are saying, uh, I feel the sand in my shoes, but I don't know where the new pair are. I don't know where those new, new slippers are. Uh, I don't. Um, how, how would you encourage that person to pray? Okay. You know, I... I felt a movement in my heart before you even talked to me, you know, uh, the year before. And I had actually had said to my boss, I, I want to do missions, but I don't know what I can do. And I don't, I'm just little old me. And I, I don't know what gifting, like, I don't know if there's anything that I can do. And she said, you know, Chrissy, I don't know either, but let's pray about it. Mm -hmm. And so I think that the prayer of an honest heart to say, God, I'm willing, I'm, 
I'm willing to say yes. I don't know what that looks like. That's what I just started doing is I don't know what this looks like, but you know what, whatever door you open, I'm running through it. I'm not going to sit there and go, is that, was that God, should I, should I, maybe, I don't know, you know, like I just said, Lord, I'm going to go through it. And then if you close that door or you turn in the direction, then you, you can do that, but I'm just going. (laughs) And, and I believe that that was, and, and I continued to do that even after I joined the mission that I was involved in, I, once I joined, I, I thought, I don't know anybody. I'm again, little old me, how am I going to get connected? How am I going to build a ministry? I just don't even know anybody. And so I just, again, began to pray, Lord, whatever door you open, I'm going through it. I'm just, and you can, you can shut the door after I get, you know, however you want. Like if you open it, if not, you know, help me know this isn't where I'm going to go. And so I just said, I will call anybody. If anybody says to me, Hey, uh, you should talk to this person. You should look at that. You should, I, I said, I'll say yes. I'll just say yes. And I just began to do that. And there were times when I would, I had some weird conversations <laughs> with some people and I was like, okay, no, that's a no, you know, but, um, it was just, it was just doing that. And within, I just really believe that God God did that work and the networking within and without has just been amazing to watch. Um, when you just are willing and you, you say, yes. Yeah. Your story is a lot like, um, like when Paul was praying in the book of Acts and he said, I wanted to go this direction. And God said, no. And I wanted to go this direction. And God said, no, what he was hearing was a yes, go. Yes, go do this. He heard the yes. Um, and then I, I, I was hearing this. And then I saw, had a vision of a man from Macedonia. And uh, the sand in your shoes, the, I think you said uh, there was movement in your heart already. Um, that's your Macedonian call. And because uh, and, there was a willingness before that. Now you've got this Macedonian call, which is that, that unsettled nature of your heart. And now look at, um, mm. you know, God has taken you uh, across the world uh, in parts of uh, Southeast Asia, Asia, in, uh, in the U.S., um, uh, in Africa, and, uh, and he's using you. We went to Honduras together, um, yeah. and that was so fun. And that, remember that little... Uh, at that fort, we got to go stand against the wall and sing Amazing oh, Grace yes. together. I think I, I have that I was looking at the video the yeah. other day. I'm like, oh. Yes. The acoustics of that room, they went all the way out into the courtyard. And so here in Honduras, there's these two uh, little Omi white people sitting there singing Amazing Grace in this uh, relic of a Spanish fort. What fun. Uh, what a great memory that that is in my heart today. So um, as you're thinking through your yeses and what those look like and how those unfold, um, uh, are there any yeses that kind of give you pushback still? Like, you know, I want to say yes to that, but uh, you mentioned fear. Uh, actually, you mentioned it three times. Um, 
is there any yeses that still push that button and you, you kind of go, oh, I don't know, God, what are you saying? Um, is that you? Um, are there any still? And if there are, how do you still run through those doors? Yeah, such a good question. I, um, one that I've been working through for about three years right now is uh, the call that God has put on my heart to write a book. And I actually loved your subject matter because my first chapter is dare to say yes to God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and I really believe that. And it, what was interesting is this, the book is called she who dares mm-hmm. and how, and I struggled so much with fear. Like I didn't, I didn't want to write this. I had all kinds of excuses. I didn't think that I worried about what, whether anybody would read it. It was just multiple things. And, and I, every, it felt like every turn I had to just keep saying, no, I'm going to say yes. (laughs) I'm not going to listen to the fear. And, uh, it, and it, it finally real, I finally dawned on me probably about the second year into it, like, wait a minute, this is spiritual warfare. Mm. This is this. Why would I not expect to be challenged? <laughs> you know, when I'm writing a book about daring and not yeah. fearing, like, why would I not? I was so taken back by that, but really, I mean, I should have expected it. And so I think that one has been a really powerful a journey of learning to say yes, yeah. even when I'm shaking in my boots. And I love, I love um, <laughs> uh, John Wayne, who says, you know, courage is shaking in your boots and saddling up anyway. Mm. And I love that because I, I think it's true. I there's nothing special about me that I have the ability to say yes more than someone else. I, I mean, God gives God gives us the courage, and even though we're fearing, we all have the Holy Spirit giving us the courage and the the strength to say yes, even when yes. we're afraid. And and so. Um, I think that when you become, when you develop a habit of yes, when you, it becomes easier to just say yes and to not let the fear overtake you. Mm. But there are times when fear does like, and, and honestly, something I'm wrestling with this summer is, uh, just God, am I willing to say yes to suffering? Mm. Um, and, and I'm willing, am I willing to step into it as how Paul saw it as joy in suffering for Jesus? And I, God isn't calling me to suffer right now, but I really feel like he's moving my heart into this place of really, do I love God so much that I would consider it joy yeah. to suffer for him? Mm. And I I don't like suffering and I don't want to choose it. And so that's one of those things that I'm, I'm wrestling with right now. Lord, what does it look like for me to do that and to, to love you that deeply? Wow. You know, that, um, 
when Jesus said, if any man desires to follow me or be my disciple, he has to take up his cross and follow. Um, what Jesus was saying to us, I believe, is more than, hey, let's go find a cross and pick it up. But actually, uh, for him, it was to live a life that ended in a cross. Mm-hmm. And are we willing to live a life that that uh, ends in a cross, uh, whether it's uh, and suffering, uh, Jesus said in this world, you're going to have problems, but I've overcome the world. So be of good cheer. And he wasn't writing that as a comfort verse in general. He was saying, listen, when you've chosen to live on the mission that I have given you and the church, it's going to be tough. It's going to be hard. People aren't going to love you because they don't love me. They're going to get mad at you. They'll persecute you. But I've overcome the world. He didn't say I've overcome the problem. He said, in the end, we win. In the end, we got it. Um, uh, I I wrote this down here. Um, uh, You talked about fear. And there's two kinds of fear that, that, lead us in the yes or, or, or obstacles in our yes. One is the internal fear. Well, I'm just little old me. I can't do this. I don't have the talents. What if no, what if I put all this energy in and nobody reads it? Uh, I've written a few books. And so I know the story. Um, and then there's the external fear. Uh, I'm going to a place uh, in a few weeks uh, in West Africa. That's pretty difficult. And uh, I'm aware of the, of the risk that I take when I travel um, what are those fears? What are those anxieties? Uh, we were in uh, East Africa a few years ago and they, they killed 11 people outside my hotel room uh, while I was there. I mean, I saw it happening and folding. And uh, how do you, th- that's, if you're not afraid in those times, then you're really not paying attention to, to things that should make you afraid. Um, now you don't have to give in to that fear, um, but you should be aware. And so for you, you're describing uh, mostly internal fears. Um, And uh, uh, I think sometimes when you conquer the internal fears, the external ones go away. Um, But uh, you're describing mostly internal fears. So what is God saying to you about you that helps you move past or wade through or quiet the storm uh, that that fear uh, is trying to brew up inside of you because I think you are so uh, beautifully normal for the people listening going, yeah, it's just a little old me. Uh, what is God saying to you? This is Christy, you can, you can calm that fear uh, or I'll calm that fear inside that internal thing. I think um, one of the habits that I have gotten into to help when I am afraid is to, to see how big my God is. Mm. And, and so uh, I did this when I was raising support for my ministry, because I felt like it was Mount Everest. And I was, again, little old me trying to climb this mountain and uh, who had never raised even money for camp, much less for a whole ministry. And um, I can just, I remember one time I was standing at my kitchen sink and I was just overwhelmed. And I thought, what have I done? I, I just don't think I can do this. And, and so I chose to go out for a walk and I 
have developed this habit of praying, uh, giving God adoration through the alphabet. So using the alphabet to praise him. And so I just started working my way through the alphabet. God, I adore you for this and this and this. You are beautiful and you are good. And, you know, just going through that alphabet. And as I, I'm like, you know, there's what, is there 24 letters in the alphabet? We'll say there's 26. 26. <laughs> Of course, uh, my husband would be dying laughing right now because no, he I'm will be in a couple of weeks when this plays. <laughs> but um, you know, twenty six attributes of God, and I got done, and I thought, I don't need to worry. I don't need to like I. He's got it. Like he's he can do it. And so I think for me, one of the biggest things is to to get my eyes off of myself and my fear and turn it on God and declare who he is. That has been a huge, uh, just practical way that I can, I can let go of the fear and trust in my God. Mm, that's so good. Uh, whether there's 24 or 26, that's a lot. Um, I was just thinking, man, if you did that in the Hindi alphabet, that'd be 52. So and you know what? You could probably still do it. That's easily. So amazing. Right. Yeah. I mean, you could like our, our, you know, thinking is limited, but you know, that's, I think that's what you get done and you think, oh, there's so much more. And, and yeah, I've just declared 26 of them. Yeah. And so that's, that's just been a, that has been a really practical way for me to just, again, look at, see God and realize he is big. He is oh. bigger than me and he can do it. Oh, that is such a great thought to take a break on. We're going to hear from one of our sponsors, uh, Papa's Roast Coffee. Uh, take a listen and we'll be right back with Christy Hughesby. Say yes and become. We are always excited when someone sponsors our podcast. Today, I am super excited about our sponsor for two reasons. I love the product and I love the people even more. Here's what most of us know there are very few experiences that bring more joy than a great cup of coffee to start your day. From the first sip to the last, Papa's Roast Coffee is committed to making each cup special. Taken from a single origin coffee source, packaged in eco-friendly bags, roasted in small batches to get that perfect roast and shine on every bean, Papa's Roast Coffee is the perfect choice to start your day or share with a friend. I love to make a pot early in the morning and drink it while I read. We love the owners, Dean and Debbie Christ, and their commitment to the kingdom. Having personally watched the journey of Dean and Debbie that they have taken that move Papa's Roast from an idea into reality, I can tell you with 100% certainty that Papa's Roast exists today because they said yes. Why don't you say yes to an amazing cup of coffee and order some Papa's Roast today? Papa's Roast can be ordered at papasroast.com and we'll also put a link in the show notes if you want to find it then. Now back to say yes and become. Hey, welcome back. We have a uh, great uh, conversation happening right now with my friend, Christy Hughesby, who uh, travels the world, uh, equipping, training, loving on, and bringing the presence of God to women and to 
two people in the families. But um, and so she's telling us her story. She just finished telling us uh, how big God is, and um, and I believe her, and uh, just how she deals with fear and how that that fear. Uh, uh, the Psalms of Ascent, Christy, uh, in the in the book of in the book of Psalms, they're Psalms that are are pointed to um, pointed to heaven, pointed to the greatness of God. Point, we're climbing and we're moving that way. And one of them, uh, I just love it. Says, "I lift my eyes to the hills from where my help comes from, the Maker of heaven and earth." And uh, he goes through this list of how this God cares and loves. And that psalm was often sung as people would. Uh, see the city of Jerusalem. And it was when you could see the city of Jerusalem, it was on a hill. And when you could see it, it was about a day away. The moment you saw it is about a day's journey. Mm-hmm. And uh, and tradition says that when they finally saw it, they'd begin singing that song that we're lifting our eyes to the hill because Jerusalem was the city of God. It was the great city. It's where the temple was. It was the center of, of where their faith was anchored physically. And uh, they would begin, I'm lifting my eyes to the hill because where's my help come? It comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And uh, you just described that uh, psalm of ascent in, in uh, how you take your walk and you begin to lift your eyes from where your help comes from. And so that, that is an amazing and beautiful um, uh, picture and so practical for us because that's something we can all do. Uh, we can all take a walk and whether you're going to do 24 or 26 letters, by the way, you know, that's going to come back to you, not just from Harold, but from me. Um, uh, so let me see if I can uh, change or not change our conversation, um, but uh, drive this in a little further. So you got sand in your shoes and that's my phrase, not yours. Um, God's speaking to you. He's telling you that something new is coming your way. Uh, prepare yourself, ask the right questions, pray, uh, be willing to say yes, get your yes out on the table and say, okay, God, I'm starting with yes. Uh, all those things, uh, you're listening to God, you're hearing God, um, but there's somebody out there right now going, I have no idea what God sounds like. Uh, I've been following Jesus for a long time. I don't know. Um, I, I think maybe, um, maybe God isn't talking to me. Uh, can you give a couple pro tips for uh, what God sounds like to you, how you hear him, and maybe encourage somebody out here going, yeah, that's, uh, that's how you hear God. I, I do think that this is, can be really challenging for people, but I do believe that God does speak to us, um, maybe not audibly, but in the movement of our heart. And um, I often will think I've often used the excuse when I feel like God is burdening my heart for like, maybe to give some money to someone like to leave an, an extra tip, you know, um, I've questioned that before and walked away and not said, yes, I've just said, well, I don't know. I don't think they deserved it. And I'd leave. And I realized that, you know, I was questioning, was that God or was that me? Well, then I started realizing, wait a minute, my own simple, selfish nature would not be suggesting to give more money (laughs) 
<laughs> and so I, I began to realize like, you know, when there is a movement in my heart that is often contrary to what I would selfishly desire, you know, I need to listen. This I think might be God, but then at the same time, you know, I need to make sure that it's not something else moving in my heart. And, um, and so to make sure that it aligns with scripture and that it isn't something contrary. So those are some of the things that's one of the ways that I kind of determine like, wow, this, this must be something got from God, because it's not what I would naturally think. It's not what I would in my own selfish nature would think. Um, I think another thing too, is that God does this lovely thing of repetition. And so, you know, you can read something in scripture, you can then hear it. Somebody says it in, uh, from the radio, you'll hear a song, whatever, like, it's amazing. Or you'll step in and hear a sermon on the same thing. And you like, okay, I've got these three things that all line up together. Wow. Okay. I'm going to take this as God, instead of just saying, well, I don't know, is that really, you know, how many times does he have to tell us like, here it is, you know, but I do think he does that. He, he does that repetition kind of thing to really, again, reinforce and say, yeah, yes, this is the leading of God in, in our lives. And so those are some of the things. And I think to, um, hearing from other people speak the same, something they also see in you, uh, like my, um, my boss who I was having the conversation with, you know, she was saying, yes, I see this in you as well to, to do mission work. I don't know what you, we could do, but let's pray about it. And that was really, I felt a, a voice from God saying, yes, Christy, this is, this is your, my movement in your heart. And I want you to begin to explore this. And I, I heard it as that, um, because it wasn't, it wasn't just me that was saying that there it was coming from someone else too. And I think God does those kinds of things to help wow. us. Wow. I, I think you say some really important things. Um, and for anybody listening, who's going, uh, well, that just all sounds very emotional. Um, I think the truth is, is that God's emotional. Mm -hmm. uh, he, we, we're in his image, not the other way around. And, uh, and so when he impresses on your heart and he repeats a message from multiple sources, um, you know, God's putting sand in your shoes and he's, he's kind of making you go, Hey, I'm doing something. And then a friend out of the blue from uh, at least 10 years ago says, Hey, you want to go to India? You know, that's, that's a, that's a confirming piece of how God speaks. And I feel like, um, uh, uh, that is a big piece of, of God's uh, way of saying, and you say that very well, um, because I know you, um, uh, I think that your heart and your ears are tuned uh, because uh, you have a strong desire to hear God, whether it's in his word, through his people. And so uh, taking what you said, um, I think that uh, so much of why you hear God so well is because you have a heart that says, I really want to hear you. I don't want something less than you. 
I don't want to settle for something less. And so anybody who's listening right now, uh, know that that's, know that when Christy talks about um, God moving you against your own nature, God moving you uh, to do something generous when you may not be or whatever that is. Um, Christy can tell you that because she's put her heart in a place to hear God. And uh, that's, that's one of the big things. And so um, if there's a person out there right now, who's convinced that uh, they said yes to the wrong thing for far too long, um, that uh, they have, uh, uh, whatever that thing is, um, or that they're trapped. You, you mentioned that about women around the world, their culture, their culture does not allow them to say yes in the same way that maybe ours does. Uh, uh, and when you're in a culture that doesn't allow you to say yes, shame is a big part of that culture. Uh, how say something to those people listening right now, uh, who feel like they've said yes to the wrong thing, or they just can't say yes, uh, because they'll violate everything they've ever known in their life. I think of the story of Corey Ten Boom, who was a prisoner of war in Nazi Germany during World War II. She was in a camp called Ravensbrück. And after the war, she went around speaking at different places. And she was in a, a place where she was speaking on forgiveness. And she looked out in the audience and saw one of the guards from mm -hmm. the Ravensbrück internment camp. And he came up to her afterwards and said, I know God's forgiven me, but will you forgive me? And he stuck out his hand. And Corey Ten Boom said in her heart, Lord, I can't do this. Like my, my sister died in that place. It was horrible. He was horrible. And she said, I can't do it, but I can stick out my hand. You're going to have to do the rest. Mm -hmm. And so she held out her hand and took hold of his. And in that moment, she said it was like this light flooded her, her heart, her soul, like started with her hand and moved up her arm and just flooded her whole body. And she said with genuine, genuineness, yes. I forgive you because God gave her that ability to forgive him. And I, I think of that when whatever we are stuck in, whatever we have, we feel in ourselves, we cannot do. If we will just take that step of just saying, God, I'm willing, but you're going to have to do it. Like, that's where our heart is. I think it goes back to like what you were saying earlier, like the listening for the voice of God is, are, do you have a heart that's open to wanting to do that? Yeah. And God does the rest. God, he's the one that gives us what we, we don't have and gives us the courage, the faith, all of it. We just have to be willing. And so I would say for anybody who has, said yes to the wrong thing for so long there's still hope there's a way there is still a way to turn 
mm. and to come home and to say yes to God who is calling your heart and who wants you to know him. Mm. That's so good. That's so good. And I, I say thank you uh, for saying that so well on behalf of the people who are listening right now, uh, myself being encouraged by it, because I think that I think that the struggle is real. And the enemy, uh, more than keeping her heart sealed, wanted to keep her hand to her side. Just don't put your hand out. You know, you're justified in not doing that. And um, uh, we live in a culture today that says, when you forgive, you are free. And uh, you should forgive so that you're no longer attached to that wound and you can grow and heal. But the truth of the matter is the Bible actually never tells us that. The Bible mm -hmm. tells us forgive because you're forgiven. Uh, if you don't forgive like I forgive, God says, you'll never know the forgiveness I give. Uh, be, you know, be kind, compassionate, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just like Jesus is. Forgive like him because of how much he did to forgive us. Uh, Corey models that. And if you've never, uh, if you've never heard of her or gone through anything, uh, what is the name of her book? I'm trying to just escape the hiding me. place, the hiding place. That's right. Um, and uh, I encourage you to read it. Uh, it'll introduce you to a part of faith that is your own history. If you follow Jesus and can be a part of your history, if you choose to follow Jesus. Um, uh, let me, let me move the, the conversation just a little bit to the left here. Or right, I don't care which way. Um, who's your favorite yes story in the Bible? That's always a hard question. How do I narrow it I down? Know. I think it's Esther. Ooh, I like it. Esther, yeah. Tell us why. She, you know, she was this young teenage girl that just obeyed what her uncle desired and she felt incapable in her own strength uh, to do what she was asked to do to go before the king and to plead for her country and uh yeah I would have felt the same way like oh, again just little old me doing that and I love what Mordecai you know says to her but you have been for just such a time as this. And I think she, to me, is such a courageous, wise, you know, woman mm. in all that she did and the willingness that she said had to say, yes, I'll do this. And she took it seriously. You know, she fasted and prayed. It wasn't a, it wasn't an easy thing for her to do. Right. Right. She wore a, she wore a queenly crown, um, but she didn't assume that that crown gave her anything that God could give her. Uh, so yeah. she went to God and I just, such a great story. Um, Esther uh, uh, won the beauty contest uh, for what's on the outside and freed a nation because of what was on the inside. Yeah. And there's just something amazing about her. I love that story. Um, uh, you, I've heard you talk about her before and, uh, when you do it always, uh, I always get something new and fresh from that. Um, when you're thinking through, uh, what does it mean to say yes to God? Um, uh, and, 
feel free to share how much you want on this. Um, how are you helping other people say yes? Hmm, that's a good question. I think one of the one of the ways that I feel like helping people to say yes is just being vulnerable and honest with my own struggles. Mm -hmm. And so that they might see the power of God. Um and not me. Um, and I, I really believe that, that there is so much power in saying yes to the Lord. Um, and that there's so much freedom in that and it is my desire that other people would know that yeah. experience that and live in that freedom yeah yeah wow that's uh uh billy joel told us to leave a tender moment alone <laughs> and that was very tender uh thank you for sharing that um as you travel the world, as you meet with people here, as you speak at, uh, at training and do any kind of thing, by the way, uh, I would say this, that uh, if you need somebody to come and do missions, uh, help you begin missions in your church, if you need a speaker for a conference, uh, I know Christy specializes in, uh, in helping women say yes to God, but also uh, she can do way more than that. Um, please, please reach out to her. Her her contact will be in our show notes, her email. And um, you have a website that people can directly find you. Mm -hmm. um, what's that web address? And uh, I'll put that in the show notes as well. It's gracespilledover.com. Excellent. And I will uh, make sure that is in the, in the show notes um, because I feel like uh, that is a great... Um, Christy's a great resource for the kingdom of God. Uh, and I think one of the reasons is because uh, she begins the conversation with God. It's just little old me. Uh, it's just little old me. And, and so if something great is going to happen, God, it really is going to be because uh, 24 of 26 letters point to your attributes. Uh, <laughs> I told you it's coming back. Um, and uh, I just, uh, I admire her as a human being, as a friend, uh, and as a ministry partner. So, um, so as pushing it towards the end of our conversation, which I don't want to end because uh, I'm having so much fun. Um, your yes to God uh, is influencing others. So here's a question for you. Uh, whose yeses are you standing on? Uh, I sit here today because I have a grandmother and a mother who said yes to God and prayed for me. Uh, my mom and my grandma would say, our feet never touched the ground anywhere you went, but our knees were there first. I have a sister whose yes I stand on. What about you? Whose yeses are you standing on in your history or maybe even now? 
I would say definitely my parents, Jim and Betty Brown. Um, um, they said yes to God and went to Alaska uh, before I was born and lit and it was rough. It was a hard place to be. Um, but my mom was a courageous woman. She was so sweet and gentle, but she had a fierceness about her in, with her in her heart. It was just amazing. Even as she she um, came towards the end of her life, she just had this tenaciousness about following God and loving him to the very end. And uh, and her her yes, I definitely stand on. Um, and I, ha I have a youth pastor. His name's Larry Fowler. And he really impacted my life. He believed in me when I didn't necessarily believe in myself. And his yes, I stand on. Wow. Those are some pretty, uh, uh, it's pretty humbling when we stand on uh, other people's yeses, but we all do. We all do. And that's why God continually uh, introduces himself as the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, of Moses, of David, because we stand on those yeses in scripture and the people of God stood on those yeses to the God of those people. Uh, so thank you for that. Um, is there anything else that, uh, that you wanted to say uh, that we might not have been able to get to through my questions? Hmm. No, I just want to challenge your listeners, though, to take God up on his dare and say yes, because it's a life worth living. And yeah. yeah, it sure is. It sure is. So, well, Christy, I am so grateful that you uh, carved out some time with us today uh, to uh, to laugh with us, to shed a few tears with us. Uh, to um, share your heart and your story, uh, to say how yes has shaped you and is shaping people across the world. And I will encourage you that uh, if you got some extra cash to give, uh, you can give it to uh, a ministry that is actually making a huge difference. And that's uh, through Christy and um, or through the ministry that she works with. And if you are uh, a prayer, uh, there's nothing more powerful than to hear somebody say, I'm praying for you uh, around the world. And uh, I know Christy goes places uh, as well that uh, they're just not friendly. Uh, the people there are friendly, uh, yeah. but the environments are not friendly to the gospel, um, culturally, religiously, for many, many reasons. Uh, and then also just those are places that are broken. And the severity of that brokenness um, it's funny how when something is broken, we blame God for it. And there's just a lot of places in the world that blame God for brokenness when in reality, the Bible tells us a different story, that he's a healer, not a breaker. And, uh, and so Christy models that. And so I just want to say thank you so much. It's great to see your face and you're headed out in a short time. And so am I. So let's just covenant now to, to continue to pray for each other and each other's families. Uh, I so appreciate, respect, and love you. Uh, you're an amazing lady. Um, so thanks, thank Leonard. And I feel the same about you. You've been an instrumental part in my story. And I just appreciate your faithfulness and your passion and um, your encouragement. 
and my humor. Oh, of course. Oh, goes without saying, <laughs> which is why you didn't say it. <laughs> That's right. So I just can't wait till you do a Sesame Street uh, commercial. And this is brought to you by the letter. Well, we ran out. I don't know. It's just going to be great. Uh, so I'm going to tease you a little bit more, but thanks again. Like us, share us, find us where podcasts. This will be dropping uh, soon. Um, actually, I don't really need to say that because you'll find it when it does. Uh, I'll send you a link when it does. So thank you.